0: Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Before we start, can we ask one thing? 74% of you that watch this channel frequently do not subscribe. If you've enjoyed our videos, please could you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button? It helps this channel more than you know, and the bigger the channel gets, the bigger the learning gets. Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Jonathan Herbs is the host of the Business Focus Podcast. He is a strategic advisor, coach, and mentor to entrepreneurial business owners, CEOs, and senior executives. In this podcast, he chats with entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs of scaling companies. It centres around their entrepreneurial journey so far and their aspirations for their companies.
1: Hi, my name is Adam Goodrich, and I run a company. Well, I founded a company called Procedure Worlds. I have another company called MetaWorlds. I guess you could call me an entrepreneur. Um, I specialize in three D content creation tools and also content
2: distribution uh, for the metaverse. Well, uh, I'm going to start asking you. What first and foremost is what is the metaverse? I should say firstly, welcome, Adam, and, and thanks for joining us. Um, so, what you know, what is the metaverse? The
1: metaverse, yeah, it's an interesting thing. What is the metaverse? Because there are so many definitions of it. Um, I look at the metaverse or the, 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 the thing that's come to me uh, in terms of what the metaverse is, is it's a connected social experience of some type. Another way of defining the metaverse is yeah. that it's some sort of virtual environment or virtual experience or virtual world. And the metaverse is this, this you know, this collection of all of these things uh,
2: that are starting to be developed so, as um, technological lumpy that I am, let's take that a step further if I can. Um, if I said to you, Adam, I want to do something in the metaverse. Um, what is it that you do for me in, in my company?
1: All right. So, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I guess if we were to help you out, uh, bringing a metaverse experience to to your business. Then we have two parts of the same pie. So the background you can see there is something we've made with Procedural Worlds. So we have uh, a team of people and a bunch of tools that are very, very good at making beautiful, high-quality, high-performing virtual environments. That's the the space in which you host your experience. Then the other side of the coin is MetaWorlds, and that is um, a bunch of technology that makes it relatively easy and quick to to create the, the virtual experiences that you want to have inside of your meta world. That could be anything from integrating something like Shopify so you can do shopping. It could be customised experiences for education or events. So, yeah, the other part of our business is we have the skills and the team that would actually help you to create that specific metaverse experience for your customers.
2: Okay. So, yeah. Um and, and is it, I probably should have asked to start with, who is your core customer? Who's the best, Who's your target market?
1: Yeah. So for procedural worlds, this this company has been going, um, we launched our first product in 2015, and it's been creating worlds in the Unity Asset Store. Uh, it went pretty much straight to the top of the Unity Asset Store. The Asset Store is a, a marketplace for people who build environments in Unity. So a customer there is largely indies and hobbyist developers who are creating games, but we also have high-end uh, customers. So the AAA studios, BMWs and Googles and companies like that also use our tools. So it's a large range of tools, but yeah, procedural Worlds, sorry, is a damn it. Uh, we'll it that bit. So procedural Worlds, um, yeah, has this large range of customers, but they're typically indie. Um, meta worlds the customer the target audience initially is actually more enterprise and business so these are organizations that have money they know they want to connect in a new way and create new opportunities and experiences with their customers and so that target audience is more you know it's an audience that has a business need that thinks that a metaverse experience could help them with
2: so can you give me an example is it something like i mean Defense, I'm, de- I'm, de- sorry, I'm sorry, I'm a soldier of 18 years. So, is it would it be a live environment, you know, you um, could practice in, in practice defense? Is it a driving experience in BMW? I mean, what? what's an example?
1: So, yeah, so we worked with a, a big studio called wargaming.net. We helped them to ingest real world mapping and turn that into a stylized 3D world in which they okay. were making a game. Yep. For BMW, um, it was a really interesting project where we took data being uh, delivered uh, to an Oculus Go. So we created a virtual experience for the back of the car. The idea is with the future. So the
2: Oculus of... Go is something you put, you put on
1: your, yes, face. The, the your uh, headset. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the idea there was the future of mobility means you won't have to drive your car. So what are you going to do? And the way BMW thinks about this is mobility starts from before you leave your home to after you get home. So, yeah, we created a system that recreated a virtual version of the environment you were driving through uh, at a, a little multiplayer game that ran inside this VR headset. So, yeah, all sorts of different things. And defense use our stuff for creating environments to communicate defense scenarios, educate. You know, U.S. Navy SEALs use our stuff to create training
2: in VR. We have all sorts of different people using our stuff. Okay. So it could very well be used as a, as a training, training aid in all sorts of environments. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm starting to understand a bit more. Thank you. Um, so, listen, we've just come out of the pandemic. Um, uh, of all the actions that you, you – know, I'm assuming you've probably got a, a virtual team, uh, it, it, my assumption, but what are some of the things that you did in the pandemic that remain in your business today?
1: Um, it's – so once upon a time, I ran a digital agency and we had a, a, a three stories in a in Surrey Hills and I really despised going to and from the city every day. So I decided from that point on, after we sold that business, that I would never ever again work in an office if I could possibly avoid it. So I've been running virtual teams now for probably 13, 14 years. Um, one of the things that we did in the pandemic is, you know, our stuff was all about helping people. So what we wanted to do with our multiplayer, our MMO, our sort of virtual collaboration tech was actually start to build something that businesses could use. So, you know, a lot of businesses were devastated by the pandemic. So the influence that we had from the pandemic is we really Doubled down in terms of our investment into our metaverse technology. And we focused on trying to create systems that could bring people together in a virtual way, rather than just a Zoom call like this, where it's just us in 2D, but actually interactive experiences. And there's something very special about sitting on a hillside with somebody who's in another part of the world watching the moon set over the hills. And the sense of connection that you get through those virtual experiences. So yeah, the thing we're taking forward is that investment and um, a bunch of the ideas that we developed during the pandemic.
2: Interesting, interesting you say that. One of the key one of the um, the key tools that I use with my clients is a, is a, a thing called a three year vision. That um, sort of came out of um, uh, Brian Scudamore and, and Cameron Herald out of. Um, 800 got junk in the US, but essentially, what I do with my clients one of the first things I do with the CEOs is go get them to go and sit on a hill on a mountain next to the water, um, with a pattern and, pe- and pencil, uh, pattern pen, no technology, and spend the day maybe with a bottle of wine. I recommend that highly and spend the day writing down what do you want your business, what does your business and your life look like in three years' time. Mm-hmm. It's it's being water, mountains, etc. It's that calming effect that allows the brain to really, really, really think. Great idea. Mm. Okay. Um, and is that something that's available to potential clients?
1: Yes. Yes, we we um, we have um, our first metaverse customer. It's in private data now, um, mm-hmm. where actively seeking more customers we have a bunch of irons in the fire and we're looking for them to 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 turn from being a a prospect into a customer and yeah we're absolutely taking
2: on uh, metaverse style projects yeah it's great because i mean yeah we all talk about zoom fatigue um it's a great way of communicating um but at the same time if when teams are on it all day every day it can be very very draining Mm, Yeah.
1: One of the interesting uh, companies we're talking to, they have a a 3D monitor, a 3D display, and there's a really interesting project that we're talking about with them where we start to blend that virtual communication technology into the display technology itself, which would be quite transformational. Imagine mm-hmm. that the, the hardware around you was part of the virtual world.
2: Wow. It is a bit mind-blowing. You know, that's, you know I, as I'm thinking, talking to you, I've got two, two eight-year-old children and my son particularly desperate to drive a car. And, you know, I've been saying to him that, you know, I'm not sure that he'll ever drive a car um, the way technology is changing. So I am mm-hmm. turn my notifications off. We need to edit that bit out as well. Um, so tell me, what's the, what does the future look like and what do you see as the major, major challenges for you going forward?
1: So one of our challenges is growth. Um, we have invested heavily into new tech. Now we have to find a way to connect those new ideas to new audiences, mm-hmm. and we need to do that in a sustainable way. Um, it's been quite interesting for us. We have some significant global VCs interested in what we want to do. Um, and then the the juggle is how do you engage them without, you know, losing your house, essentially giving up control of that vision that you have. So, yeah, that's been one of the, the challenges. Um, Getting our message out there, so being better at marketing—that's another challenge, um, and, and that's something where I'm, you know, doing some interesting things at the moment. Um, and then I guess in the the global climate, you know, obviously there's a lot going on at the moment. So, you know, making sure that what you're delivering is valuable, regardless of the economic outlook, I think is also another challenge.
2: Yeah, no, I agree, and as you say. A lot of this all comes down to people to People, doesn't know getting the right people. Mm. Um, what, what do you reckon has been your major um, learning since you've become a business owner?
1: Um, major learning. <laughs> there the, are too many. I still have them every day. Um, so some of the big learnings is to have been to believe in myself Um you know we did build a digital agency and we sold it and i invested a lot of that cash into other people's businesses and that cash just disappeared as those businesses disappeared yep. whereas i wish i had actually invested that into me because my business is still going and still growing and that capital for growth would be um, something that i wish i'd believed in myself more um, other things you know, obviously people and culture, that is, uh, I think, something that's hugely important in any business. The When I bring new people into my team, I'm very much watching how they integrate with the rest of my team. And even though somebody might have the skills, if they don't have the attitude and the desire to grow, then they're soon out of my team. And the the ways in which that Pays me back is that I have a extremely motivated, extremely loyal team, and where we're growing, uh, and that's attracting more people into the business as well. So, um, people obviously is a, a big one, a big part of it. Um, what else? You know, lots and lots of things. Even now, I spend time looking at what's happening out there and. Fusing and thinking about how can I take that idea and apply it to my business. So I'm
2: learning all the time. Fabulous. You know, it's interesting. There's a couple of points in there. Yeah, um, uh, you know, the, the people and culture um, and the values of your, of your business is, you know, absolutely one of the, arguably the, the most um, um, critical thing thing in getting, yeah, you know, scaling business. But um, your point about investing in other people's business. Um, uh, a lot of CEOs um suffer from what they call the um, the imposter syndrome. Hmm. And uh, if you haven't seen it, there's a fabulous um, TEDx talk with Mike Cannon Brooks, um the founder of the co-founder of Atlassian, where he talks about um the imposter syndrome from his perspective. And it's, it's about 18 minutes, it is one of the best uh, watches. Um uh, highly recommend you go and have a look at it when he talks about when he and Scott Farquhar um was scaling uh or started um, Atlassian and they were sharing a flat and they were getting phone calls from America in the middle of the night and oh you want accounts and it shake Scott and Scott's gotta be, you know, hello, the accounts payable. You know, like this mm-hmm. whole imposter syndrome is a growing growing company. It's really well worth the read. Yeah. And the other thing with Atlassian is the guys did um uh, a values exercise um, under the scaling up um, methodology, which I was certified in, and um they credit um, getting the values right in 2005 as one of the key um, foundations to go from 50 staff to about 8,000 where they are now. Yeah, yeah. So um, well worth having a, look, having a look at. When you think about successful, who's the first person to come to, um, who can, who comes to mind and, and why? Um, Bill Gates is actually the first person that comes to mind. Um, I
1: had the opportunity to work with Microsoft um, a couple of years ago um, and it was fascinating working within a top tech company and um learning about how they do things and then one of the things i really like about bill gates is the um the things he's done with the wealth that he's created and the the way in which he's contributing back, and you know, even his uh, comments recently on crypto, <laughs> I thought were awesome. Um, so, I, he's one of the people I would um, aspire to to be a bit like. In that, I would like to contribute more back to
2: the world. Um, great aspiration. Yeah. Um, once again, I'll refer back to Lassin. One of the things they've got is a, a giving pledge: one percent of. Uh, revenue, one percent of staff time, one percent of the leaders' time, is given given back every year, and they they actually track it, they monitor it, um, and they track the the impact they have. Um, it's a fabu- you know, fabulous, fabulous mo- example of that. Now, you and I talked about this a bit earlier, but um, I got to ask you about the top three business books, podcasts, etc. You might um, um, uh, that you'd recommend, but can you give me the answer you gave earlier?
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, I think the difference between an entrepreneur and um, most people is we're not nine to fivers we're actually constantly learning all the time. So I don't have any one book or blog I actually read a lot all the time I, I collect information and models off the internet mental models and so on and I look at how I can can bring these back and fuse them into our, into our, our business so yeah, literally I'm learning all the time. And it could be anything from game theory to marketing automation. You know, it's it's there's so much information out there in my sense is that you should always be learning.
2: Yeah. And of course that's the reason for um this series, 15-minute snippets. Um tap into successful growing, growing, growing founders and CEOs and, and and managing directors. Any last piece of advice or parting words you'd like to give to uh, your peers or um, our people who aspire to be our peer? All
1: right. You know, one of the interesting things, so when we built this digital agency, we, we were originally quite small, but we'd grown to about seven or eight people. And we went for an entire year where the founders just lift off our credit card. And, you know, I was getting um, uh, letters of demand from the bank and all this horrible stuff. But we believed in what we were doing and we made sure our staff were okay as we went through this process. Then we uh, we brought another person into the business and they they helped us. They were the just the, the click that made everything start to work. And then we grew that business to about 100 people and sold it just for the GFC. The interesting thing, that the, the company that actually bought us um, gave a presentation and one of the things he said that differentiates people like us from everybody else is that we never give up and that's that's my advice right take your feedback use it as an opportunity to learn but never give up because if you never give up then success is inevitable and so just never give up. Great piece of
2: advice to finish the interview thank you Adam. No worries.
0: Cheers. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you watch slash listen. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email to admin at scaleupgrowth.co put, be a guest in the subject line and tell me a little about yourself. If you want to gauge where your business growth potential is and identify where the biggest opportunities in your business lie or where the key needs that you need to concentrate on right now are, take our assessment where you will receive personalized advice for improvement. It's quick and free. Go to scaleupgrowth.scoreapp.com. If you would like to work with me one-to-one, I love coaching and get the best outcomes that way send me an email to jonathan at scaleupgrowth.co and put one-to-one in the heading. Tell me a bit about your business and let's see how we can apply a great strategy for your business. So that's it for this week. Tune in next time for more great learnings from a scaling entrepreneur.